Hey, Freedom Fighters. This is David Delaney with 10 Bound. Thank you so much for listening to the Sales Development Podcast and tuning in each week. You are amazing. Sales development is the hardest job on the go-to-market team, and you do it well every day, and we appreciate you being here. Hey, I wanted to really quickly let you know about a project that we've been working on over the last couple months that we launched a beta version over at 10bound.com forward slash directory. And what this is, is a directory to help you out as you're looking for products and services that support your sales development efforts. As you may know, we have developed the first sales development industry market map where we pull together the very, very specialized products and services that are created to help you hit your sales development goals. And the number one the request that we got after we developed the market map is, hey, how do I double click on this and learn more about the companies, products and services that are on the market map here on Tambound? And we didn't have anything like that. You could just basically download the market map and kind of use it as a guide to start looking at some of these other companies that you may need for your sales development strategy. So we developed the directory. And what it is, is basically you look at the market map, you look at the quadrant that you're interested in. So say you're shopping for outsourced SDR services, or you're looking at all the different availabilities around sales engagement platforms that are there. Now you can actually double click on that, go to the directory, and each one of the companies will have their own page, a showcase page where they can put down very quickly, okay, what's the difference between them and the other ones? What's their value prop? What are their case studies? And how do I get in touch with them? You know, boom, 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 an easy way for you to, to check whether they're legit. This is a beta version, so we're going to be developing more robust capabilities so that you can save companies, look at their various ratings on rating sites, and have that all in one place as you're doing your sales development research. So we're really excited about that. If you are a company that sells to the sales development community, be sure to claim your profile, get on there, register, get your page up, get your value prop up, get a few differentiators so that people know about you and they don't have to go to you know, a bunch of different sites. They can just start to gather that information in one place. And be sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what it's missing, what would help you to be able to determine your sales development strategy and companies that you use that aren't on the market map and are not in the directory, but should be that have really helped you to achieve your sales development goals. So again, it's 10bound.com forward slash directory. Get on there, check it out. Let us know what you think. Thanks. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the sales development podcast. I am joined today by Mr. Evan Carlton, sales engagement manager at Matillion. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, David. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of everything, all the content that you post and all the stuff that you do to help the community. So thanks for coming on the show. And if people have not met you yet, Evan, how'd you get into sales development? Yeah. So I actually have kind of an interesting career path. I grew up in the Silicon Valley and started my career there as a system integrator marketing intern. So I always knew there was money to be had in, in sales and tech sales. But I actually was in the music industry for about five years in college and immediately after. 
a lot of fun, a lot of late nights, but it was hard to pay the bills. And so after running my own business in the music industry and working in a variety of different roles, made the decision to switch into tech sales, went straight into a closing role as an account manager inside sales role at CenturyLink, and then went on to work at NetApp as a sales development representative. While I was there, I ended up cleaning up and doing quite well in the role and hit my number on the first week of Q3. So you can imagine with an annual plan, the accelerators in the back half were, were great. So, nice. uh, and, uh, and then a transition to Matillion where I stood up and then scaled their first ever global SDR program. And as of 2020, have now transitioned into a sales enablement manager role where I support the, the broader sales organization. Nice. That's really interesting. And so what made you want to get into sales engagement? It seems like perfect, you know, step from running a sales development team, but was there something particular that you were interested in? Yeah, I mean, the it was kind of a natural transition because SDRs, as you know, not always, but often are early in their careers. And as a result, there's more training that needs to go into getting an SDR ramp than there is, say, an inside sales rep or an account executive. And so I'm already, I was already, you know, teaching all the fundamentals and so it just made sense from a business standpoint. Other thing is that we launched our new inside sales program in January and our VP of sales, Christian Everard, felt that it'd be a better use of me and a better way to deploy me in the business to have me supporting the broader sales organization and not just managing SDRs. Got it. Interesting. So now you're putting your program into place and you know right now we're going through a pretty big crisis and i'm sure that things have changed a lot for you just in the last couple months and yeah. you're seeing more and more advice out there for you know people to sell with empathy and stuff like that and it's kind oh, of yeah. like what does that even mean <laughs> is that something that you're putting into your enablement program or i mean what do people mean by selling with empathy man you know i'm glad you asked because that's something that's <laughs> kind of been grinding my gears lately so a good salesperson should always and already be selling with empathy pre-covid right now it's especially important today more so than it has been in the past, but this this should not be a new concept to salespeople. But yeah, I, I say it grinds my gears because it's almost like a buzzword now. Everybody just keeps talking about how you got to lead with empathy. You got to sell with empathy. Well, thanks. That's, that's really valuable. But what does that actually mean? What does that look like? What does good look like? What does bad look like? And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of bad real world examples of sales reps reaching out to me. I think, I guess the first person, the first thing I'd say is just to make sure people know what empathy is, right? It's notably not a sympathy, a different. It's defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And I can't tell you, David, how many emails and LinkedIn messages I've received from sales professionals recently where they say, hey, Evan, I hope you and your family are safe and healthy during this uncertain time. And then they immediately launch into their normal vanilla sales pitch with no personalization. <laughs> That is so not that's that's selling with em empathy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that to me is just an example of either ignorance and they just do not they truly do not know how to, which is is kind of sad in my opinion, but or it's it's just laziness, right? If you want to be successful in, in sales and you're lazy, it's probably not going to work well for you. So I, I suggest looking at other career avenues, but that is not <laughs> how you lead with empathy, right? It's great to start with that. I will say that everybody and their mother is using that line. So if you can get creative, right? I've been just saying, hey, hope you're doing all right, David. Right? That's it. I don't need to reference COVID uncertain times, right? Those are, those are just getting too played out. 
Um, But then what you need to do is show additional empathy by offering yourself as a resource to help them solve a problem that they're currently facing. Your buyer's goals and challenges and pains, they've probably changed in the last few weeks and months. And so your value prop statements also need to change. So Matillion, we sell ETL tools for cloud data warehouses, very technical audience. Typically, our main value prop is optimizing ETL, modernizing your analytics stack, that sort of thing. Well, maybe optimizing ETL isn't top of mind right now, right? But if I were to approach a prospect and say, hey, David, I I hope you're doing okay and you're staying safe these days, reaching out because I saw your role at ABC Co. And, you know, a lot of our customers we're speaking with these days are using this time to reassess their data strategies and make sure they're well positioned to come out of this period to figure out how their business has been impacted and find a way forward. I'd love to just sit down with you for a bit and see if there's anything I, we can do to help your business during this challenging time and as we move forward. Do you have any time? 15 minutes next week, right? If you do that and you have a little bit more personalization and you make it tailored to the current events on top of showing empathy, I think you have a way better chance of, of initiating a conversation and getting a meeting than you do just saying, hope you're staying safe copy-paste pitch. (laughs) Okay. So essentially, when you see the sales experts, you know, on LinkedIn saying sell with empathy, what they're saying is just care about the other person and realize that we're going through this massive crisis and don't, you know, it's not business as usual anymore. And so, but what you're seeing in practice is people are just saying like, yeah, I hope you're doing well, but let's just talk about whatever I'm selling. Exactly. Exactly. That's like, that's like, it's the new version of the lazy outbound. When somebody says they do one piece of personalization, they go, Hey, David, I saw you're the founder and CEO of 10 bound. So I insert value prop statement, right? Good personalization is going to be multi-layered, right? So it's like, Hey, I saw your founder and CEO of this. I understand that your business does this. Oh, by the way, I saw your piece of content on this, right? For all these reasons, and now I insert. And so that to me, if you just have one piece of personalization, that's kind of lazy. And frankly, selling just keeps getting harder these days as people find new methods. So got to have multiple layers of personalization there. Got it. Okay. And when people are attempting to personalize like this, how do you balance researching the person that you're going mm-hmm. after with you know contacting enough people during the day that you have a, enough of a volume to... Yeah. Because there's only probably a small percentage who are actually in market and want to talk to you, right? So how do you balance that? Great question. So I actually have a process that, that I've applied internally with like our inside sales and sales development teams at Matillion. This is something I used when I was an SDR and, and inside seller. The concept of three by three personalization. So you take three minutes to find three pieces of personalization that you could not have just gotten by glancing at their profile for like two seconds. So like some kind of deeper personalization. So not just title, but like, yeah, title's great. Company's great. But hey, like I saw on your profile that you did blah, blah, blah at your current role. You know, I, I thought this might be of value to you. Or, hey, I saw that, you know, I saw that you went to University of Colorado Boulder, Sco Buffs. Do you happen to know so-and-so, right? I like to have multiple layers of that personalization. So talk, maybe personalize based on the company's initiatives, personalize on the individual, like their professional role. And then also personalize just human to human, not even like business. Just, oh, hey, I saw you know David as well. How do you know David, right? And if you box that in with the three by three, that's how you avoid spending too much time on prospecting because I've seen reps hide behind prospecting. 
you know, it's, it's Thursday and I haven't heard them make a single call. And by the way, these are not our reps in Italian. This is other jobs I've had, but I'll, you know, it'll be Thursday. And I haven't heard them make a single call. And when we, we ask what's going on, they're like, Oh, well, I've just been on a lot of account building. Really? So, so it's Thursday. So that would say what, you know, 24 hours so far spent this week of account building. So what it's you got to do is paralysis, right? They're just, yes. So you got to box that in. So I, I say okay. you do three by three. And if you do the process we follow is find two accounts that you want to build out per day, every day. And during that block an hour, find those two accounts and five, five prospects per account. And then you do three by three for each of those prospects, 10 prospects across two accounts would come out to, or five prospects at two accounts comes out to 10 prospects total, right? You do three minutes on each, that's 30 minutes. That gives you another 30 minutes in the hour to find the right accounts and prospects to target. And then that's easily scalable. You can scale that to an hour and a half, two hours a day. If you do that and you're doing five, 10 a day, that's 50 a week, 200 a month that you're adding to your pipe. You scale that up to hour and a half a day, 300 a month, two hours a day, 400 a month. So that's an easy and scalable method I've found for account building and a way to kind of avoid spending too much time building it out because the best thing to do, you got to pick up the phone and build your whole day around those prime calling hours and outside the prime calling hours, mid morning, mid afternoon, go do that account building. Use it to get that information so you can make a personalized message and then go ahead and execute on it. And I know, you know, you know, there's a lot of tools, right, to be able to help you to do that process. If you, we were talking about, you know, now people are transitioning more from being in the office to working from home mm-hmm. and just they just in general, they need some quick wins, you know, to fill their pipelines that might be suffering from this. You know, what tools do you recommend and, you know, yeah. what are some quick wins that they could potentially get to? Yeah, that's a great, great call out, right? A lot of people have been affected by this in different ways. Some people not so much. Others have seen a significant drop in pipeline, right? And so I'm sure there's probably some some managers listening or team leads listening to this that are in that situation. You know, hey, I saw in March our revenues took a hit or hey, our pipeline top of funnel took a big hit. What do I do now? How do we get back on track? Well, a couple tools or, or quadrants I would recommend before I even get into that. First off, the way that I first came across 10Bound and you, David, was your sales development landscape uh, visuals that you put out. For anyone listening, if you don't know about these, you got you got to check these out. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to tools, and I've never found a better or more complete just collection of all the different tools that exist in the SDR and inside sales landscape. So, gotta gotta check check out Ten Bounds Sales Development Landscape Visual. But looking there, there's a few quadrants that I would call out types of tools or solutions that I think could be fairly frictionless, relatively light to integrate and could see a significant uptick pretty quickly after implementation. So the first that I'd call out is like data and data enrichment, that quadrant. So we use Lead IQ, Lusha, and Zoom Info here at Matillion. I actually see Signal HQ on there. Signal HQ is a Matillion customer. They, that tool runs on Matillion. Thought, I always thought that was interesting. But yeah, so we use Lead IQ, Zoom Info, and Lusha. And using that three by three personalization and account building, Using those tools, there are ways with Lead IQ and Zoom Info to have it only display mobiles. Because right now, it's you're wasting time calling company HQs. Most of them are not going to connect to their cell or to their where they are at home. And so it kills me when I see Brian Burns had a post today that I really liked on LinkedIn. He talked about how activity, he was talking about how activity is not quite as important. He's saying we got to judge where we put the activity. 
And I agree with that to an extent. It's not helpful for someone to say, well, I made a hundred dials today. Well, how many connects did you have? Two. And one of them hung right up on me and the other was a plumber. I was the wrong, wrong person, right? Wow. Great. Really productive day, but at least you made a hundred dials. That to me is, is kind of defeating the purpose. Imagine if you could make a hundred dials and you knew that all 100 of those were mobiles. You're going to get so many more connects and at bats and opportunities to speak to good prospects for your product or service. So Using Lead IQ and Zoom Info, there's ways to filter the results so that you're only seeing contact information that has a mobile number. So that's a great way to just nice. give your team more at bats. Another quadrant I'd recommend looking at is the mailings quadrant. You guys have a few in there. I'll admit we don't have a tool like this right now, but I think Sendoso is a really cool tool and it seems to integrate very well with a lot of other commonly used systems. Yes, My friends over at Outreach I was just on the phone with Brooke Bachesta earlier this week. She had a great SDR manager workshop last week. During that, she talked about how they are using an outreach, Sendoso, to invite prospects to discovery calls where essentially rather than rather than asking for the disco, it's a softer ask, leading with that empathy, right? Hey, David, I, I wanted to see if there's anything I can do to help during these times. Here's how we're helping other companies like 10Bound during these times would love to just chat with you and see if there's anything we can do to, to assist you or if I can be a resource in any way. And also, I'd love to just offer you, let's grab a virtual lunch, lunch on me. And so what Outreach is doing in some cases is they send a Uber Eats gift card to the prospect and they can use that to then buy themselves a free lunch while they're supporting local small businesses that are struggling. And then you get to have a virtual lunch with the prospects. So everybody wins. The prospect gets a free lunch the sales rep gets their discovery call, the sales manager gets more pipeline, and the local businesses get the much needed support. So I think that's kind of a cool idea. We don't have Sendoso, we don't have that in place, but I'd love to see something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing solution. I've used it and it's a great idea. And it's a win-win there. I mean, across the board, like you said, I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, for example, if I bought a prospect, $20, Uber Eats gift card, right? Our average customer value, our ACV is about 20, 20K a year. And so to me, that's a very good return on that investment. Let's say that I, even if I gave 10 $20 Uber Eats gift cards out and only one of those 10, which would be a, a really poor conversion rate, but if, if that was the case, if only one of those 10 actually converted to a paying customer based on our ACV, they would likely result in $20,000 in revenue over the following year. That seems like a great return on investment to me. 200 bucks for 20,000 later. Um, that's pretty good. Seems like a no-brainer to me. But um, <laughs> so, so that's 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 a tool, that's something that I think teams could look to do here as well in, in getting creative. And speaking of getting creative, the, the other thing you can do to stand out right now is video prospecting. It's another quadrant on the sales development landscape. Yes. Where you know, LinkedIn, for example, I think there's, I'd be surprised if there were any, any salespeople these days that don't have a LinkedIn account, but LinkedIn, a lot of people don't know, allows you to send video embedded in messages to first degree connections on the mobile app. You can't do it on your laptop and you have to be first degree connections, but you can very easily and quickly embed a personalized 20, 30 second video, essentially what you might leave in a voicemail or in an email but in video. And I think that's an awesome way to stand out right now. Morgan Ingram did that over there at John Barrows. Morgan Ingram did that to me, sent me a very personalized video and definitely got my attention, right? 
So that's one video prospecting tool you can use that's, you know, wouldn't cost anything if you already have LinkedIn. Um, Yeah. The other one is Drift Video. Drift, we have Drift on our website. Drift has just made the Drift Video service free. So I think there's a paid version of it, but there's a free version as well. Again, super slick, easy way to embed personalized videos and emails and LinkedIn messages to prospects and just a great way to stand out right now and start a conversation. Totally, totally. I mean, and it's funny, we've talked about using video before. You know, is it hard to get your SDRs to get in there and use it? Have you tried using it or is that kind of a newer thing? Yeah, I'll admit it's not something that we're really doing right now. I've been trying to drive more adoption of that at Matillion over the last several weeks. I will admit it's one of those things that, you know, some people get, you know, nervous or scared about cold calling, right? I think this is kind of another stage fright of then doing a video, but it's like anything else. You just take the bandaid off and then you get over it really quick. So I think that there is some effort and some concerted effort to get used to it and to build it into your process. But I would imagine that once you've done that, you get over the initial hump and it's, it's smooth sailing after that. It's all a learning curve. It's all a learning curve. That's part of the job, right? And But you're showing results because you were affected by it and you've seen people producing results with it. So yeah. those are some great tips, man. I, I mean, that's super helpful for everybody. And, you know, in this transition that we're going through, a lot of people are actually suddenly they woke up yesterday and they don't actually have a job anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's like they still have all the skills that they learned. They still, you know, have all these tips and tech techniques, but they need to apply them to actually get a new job. So have you seen anything out there that could potentially help folks who are, you know, suddenly they don't have their SDR job anymore? Yeah. No, yeah. Great question. So First off, I got to shout out our, our friends over there at Outreach again. So Max Altshuler and Scott Barker, they announced recently, I think it was a week or two ago, their new offering, this, this thing called the Outreach Career Board. And this thing's awesome. It's really, really cool. Just kind of good little initiative that they've done over there where, by the way, the link is outreach.io slash get hired. And you go there and I'm looking at it right now and they've got jobs that are hiring right now. And they even tell you the last time the career board was updated. So you can know it's up-to-date information you're looking at. As I look right now, I see that Jungle Scout is hiring for a senior SDR in Austin, Texas. So if anyone's listening in the Austin area and you're looking for a job, check out the career board. Go check out nice. uh, Go check out Jungle Scout. Quadax, Quadax in Atlanta, Georgia hiring SDRs. So there's there are still jobs out there. There are still companies hiring. So go check out the Outreach Career Board. I think that's a really cool resource and really just an awesome initiative that those guys launched. So kudos to, to Max, Scott, and the rest of the team there. That's but um, the other advice I would have is like, you know, don't sell ice to Eskimos, right? Like be smart. You know, it's again, it's the same concept of, well, I made a hundred dials. Well, how many connects did you get? Right. It's bottom of funnel that matters. So it's similarly, you can tell I'm applying SDR principles here, go target verticals and companies that are in certain verticals that are seeing an increase in demand for their product and service right now and get creative. There's, there's the obvious ones like zoom and like teleconferencing or Slack, right? You know, other companies like outreach, I know are still hiring. There's, there's lots of companies that are still hiring, but get creative and ask yourself what other verticals or types of companies might be seeing an increase in demand for their services and are thus in a position where they need to hire. So 
bear in mind that. But then the next thing I'd say is put your SDR hat on. Take those skills that made you a good SDR and approach the job hunting process like an outbound SDR. Go hunt your accounts. Go understand their space, their competitors. When you reach out to managers, the last several jobs I've had, I, I didn't apply for. I got them through my network. So go find the right people in the org or hiring managers in the org and reach out to them directly on LinkedIn, right? And what I think would be awesome and another easier different in, reach out to SDRs or sales reps at that company and ask them what it's like working there. And hey, I saw that you guys are hiring and was just curious what it's like working there and what can you tell me about the space and your market? And then you get a better understanding of their, their business. Here's the kicker. Go set a meeting for them. Go, go find a, go find a prospect for them. Tee tee up the meeting and then you come to the manager on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I saw that you guys are hiring. I wanted to reach out because I was laid off recently and I've got a lot of skills that I think would be valuable to you guys. I spoke with, you know, Sarah on your team last week and she she just kind of told me a bit about your business. Well, off the back of that, I actually got in touch with with this guy David. David is the, you know, the head of blah 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 at ABC Co. and he'd actually be open to a conversation to learn more about what you guys do. Would you like me to put him in touch with you guys? Oh, how man. how can a hiring manager not respond to that? <laughs> they would love that, man. I mean, it reminds talk, me talk about adding value. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all, like that's mm-hmm. one of his main things for like people coming up and they don't necessarily have two kids and a mortgage and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. they're young and hungry. He's like, just go and like work for somebody for free as long as you can, you know, and maybe bartend at night or something like that once once the bar's open again. But it's basically like you know, right now you've got, you've got energy, you've got time. You've, and if you're, if you're coming out of the SDR world, you've got a lot of great skills that you could apply to help people. And if you help enough people, someone's going to help you out back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so. it's not that different. Really. It's not that different from being an SDR. We were talking about selling and leading with empathy at the start of the call and yes. not just saying, I hope you're doing well, but then actually offering yourself, let me help you. I'm here to help you. How can I help you? It's no different for for jobs, right? How can I help you? And sometimes just saying that isn't going to get the response. So if you have a strong enough suspicion, a good salesperson understands their buyers and what they want and need, then you can skip that step of asking, how can I help? And you just come straight to them and say, hey, here's a meeting. Yeah. I'd love to learn more about joining your team. <laughs> Dude, that is an awesome idea. I mean, it's it's interesting because if you... If you scroll through your message, like your cold email that you get from people and your messages on LinkedIn, like none of them are just like, hey, what can I do to help you? You know, like if that would be pretty refreshing, actually, if someone and then if you wrote back and you're like, I need help with X, Y and Z. And then they actually responded and like tried to help you out. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty freaking powerful, dude. Yeah, because best best case, they're hiring and yeah. they are like, "Wow, this guy David is a stud." I need to, you know, hey, let's let's get this guy on a call. Middle of the road, hey, we're not hiring right now, but let me go. I, you know, I get that message and I go to my boss. Hey, check this out. I know we're not hiring right now, but look what this this person just did. Yeah. I think this person could add a lot of value to our team. Maybe they're they're in a position where they can hire. Worst case they see that and they go, wow, well, that's awesome. Hey, unfortunately, David, we're not hiring now, but I know somebody, XYZ company that could really use someone like you. Let me put you in touch with them. Yeah, exactly. Might as well go for it because 
you know, if you're going along with the herd of every, what everybody else is doing, then they're probably never even going to respond at all. So you got to do something that stands out. And these are some great tips to use, Evan. Yeah, happy to help however I can. Um, I love it. Working I mean, to get creative for my team as well. So we're going back to, you know, this is real empathy and being authentic. We covered through, we gave folks some great tips on some tools that are available out there. And then, you know, some great scripts for moving forward. If you're, if you're looking for a job, thank you for the resources. Thank you for the shout outs and thanks for coming on the sales development podcast, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, David. I've been, I've been a fan of the podcast for a long time. It's great to be on. This is going to be a great one. So thank you. And if folks want to get in touch with you, I would definitely highly recommend everybody follow Evan on LinkedIn. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. LinkedIn's the best way. LinkedIn.com slash in slash the Evan Carlton. Got it. All right. We'll see you over on LinkedIn. And Evan, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, David. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast. The only audio forum, 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.